Hey guys, this is Seth here on Modern Da Vinci. In today's podcast, we are going to talk about strategic planning for small businesses. I think everybody knows in the small business world that having a strategy is vital. The strategy is simply your plan for how you're going to get from where you are today to where you'd like to be in the future. And if you don't have a strategy, it becomes very difficult to prioritize, to build consensus about what's important, to make decisions, and to assess progress towards your goals. And what happens in a small business or ones that don't have a strategy in place is it's very easy to get distracted and to chase things that ultimately aren't going to help you get to your goals, even if they seem like a good idea in the short term. So most businesses and most business owners already know that they need to have some sort of a plan. The problem is that when they go to develop a plan, they use an approach that's really not a very good fit for small businesses. Small businesses do not need the same kind of plan that a large global corporation does. And when small businesses get caught in the trap of trying to use the planning process that's designed for a big business, it wastes a lot of time, it wastes a lot of effort, and it can result in a lot of frustration. So what we're going to do in this podcast is try to answer the question is, what is the right amount of planning for a small business? What should that look like? And how complicated does the plan really need to be? And it's really interesting. You end up with small business owners that fall into a couple buckets. You've got those in businesses um, where they've come up and they don't necessarily have a business background. So for them, the idea of strategic planning is, you know, how do I do this? Where do I start? Then you've got other owners and leaders who grew up in the business world, so they understand the concept of strategic planning, but they're wrestling with how much planning do I need to do? So we're going to try and address both of those in this podcast today. Let's talk about a few mistakes that small business owners can make in the planning process and where things can go wrong. Now, of course, the obvious mistake is to avoid planning at all. Now, again, if you're listening to this, it's because you're trying to figure out the right amount of planning. Uh, of course, we don't want the plan to be too fancy. You don't need anything super complicated. We're going to talk about that. But we know it's a mistake to avoid planning. So assuming that here we're focused on what does a good plan look like, we'll move forward with some of the mistakes. And really, most of these mistakes have to do with over planning. So this is as a business owner having good intentions and wanting to plan well and plan effectively, but putting more energy into the planning process than you're getting back in terms of results. And it usually happens because you're trying to follow a process that is designed for a large business and one that's not a good fit for a small business. So how does that show up? Well, the first way is just getting caught in a perfection trap. Everybody wants to have a great plan. You want it to be right. You want the words to be perfect. And the problem with that is you're striving for something that's really impossible. There is no such thing as a perfect plan. So what happens when we get too hung up on perfection? Well, we end up in revisions, we get frustrated, and we procrastinate. So we focus too much on the plan, and we lose sight of the importance of the actual planning. So you, know, you don't have the resources that a large company does. You're not going to have professional writers a team of outside experts to come in and fine tune this thing for you. So we're going to aim for something that makes you feel confident, but that falls short of perfection. Perfection is not 
what's needed for a good plan. Now, another mistake is to worry too much about how the plan looks to someone outside of the organization. Writing the plan saying, I want to make this thing look great and sound great to impress people outside of the organization. Large companies, they're going to publish a plan to shareholders, stakeholders outside of the business. In a small business, the plan is for you and for your leadership team, uh, no matter how small you are, to keep you on track and keep you focused. So it doesn't need to look good. Uh, It needs to just convey the important concepts that keep you guys and your team on track and focused. And then another mistake has to do with the time horizon that you focus on in your planning. A big company is going to be looking out many years. They're going to be doing extensive research, market analysis, competitive analysis. They've got a lot of data to pour through, and they're going to try to project goals out that may span one, as many as five years even. That's a huge mistake for a small business. You just don't have enough information to look that far into the future. Things are going to change. You're going to have to make frequent adjustments. That's okay. So as you develop your plan, your time horizon is more realistically going to be three to six months. That's what's manageable for a small business. So again, let's avoid perfection. Don't worry about trying to impress people outside of the organization And even though we're calling it a strategic plan, we're still going to take a relatively short-term view because that's more within our control, okay? If we have those, if we avoid those mistakes, we're already on the right track to getting a plan that's actually going to help our business make decisions and keep everybody on track. So let's just talk about three things that should be in your plan. If you have these three elements, your plan will be effective and meaningful. The first is a clear description of your business purpose. That's the foundation from which everything aligns from your team to your solutions to your marketing. It is what creates clarity on why your business exists. The second key element is a snapshot of where your business is today. That's the baseline you use for deciding what's gonna happen next. And the third is a small number of goals and actions that you can say, will help us bridge the gap from where we are today to where we want to be in the future. And those goals are going to keep you focused on what's important and help you minimize distractions. Okay, so I'll talk a little bit more about each of those. Now, before I jump into that, the scope, everything I'm about to describe to you can be done in about six to eight hours of planning. I'm going to strongly recommend if you're an owner or a leader in the business that you bring together the leadership team to work through this. If you've already got a purpose statement, this could be a couple hours to update your plan. If you're starting from scratch, six to eight hours of planning time is enough. It doesn't have to be all in one day. I know a lot of small businesses have the pressure. We're really busy. Can we really walk out for a full day? Can we go do an offsite? It's okay if you can't. You can break this up, do it incrementally in smaller meetings. It doesn't have to be super formal. What's really important and more important than the process is that you're having really good quality conversations about these three elements that I've outlined. So let's jump in, starting with purpose on what you can do to actually articulate the purpose statement for your business. Now again, the problem here is when you get too hung up trying to write a fancy or innovative vision and mission statement, although those are theoretically helpful and they're very similar to a purpose statement, they end up being generic. Uh, They end up with a lot of business jargon, and they just don't have a material impact. People read them and they really just, they seem like any other company out there. 
So instead, we're going to shoot for a simple statement of purpose. It can be one sentence. We just want to make sure it's the right sentence. Once we have it, it will become the foundation of your planning activities. So borrowing from the book, The Advantage, uh, written by Patrick Lencioni, who also wrote The Five Dysfunctions of Teams, he gives a simple framework for helping uh, to write a purpose statement. Um, so there's a couple guidelines here. First one, purpose should be idealistic. So it's okay, and you have to accept the concept that an organization, even a small business, exists in some way to make people's lives better. So we want to bring that idea into our purpose discussion. Second, the purpose must be true. It should be tied to the actual motivations of this business and its leaders. We're not trying to impress anybody again. We want a true purpose that accurately reflects what's important to the owners in the business. Now, when it comes to actually writing your statement, you start with the question, how do we contribute to a better world? Sounds like a fluffy question. Some business owners may say, why am I asking this question? It's just the beginning of the clarity process. So you can brainstorm with your team some answers to that question. Now, once you have a pretty good answer to that question, how do we contribute to a better world? You can start asking the question, why? And ask it a couple more times, keep drilling down, until you've hit what I would say is the core or most idealistic reason for the business. Now, again, doesn't really matter how the purpose statement comes out as long as it's a true, as long as it's a true reflection of what's important to you and your colleagues. Now, just a simple example. Um, let's use an example of a hospital. If you want to go with the traditional mission statement, a hospital might have uh, a mission statement that would say, you know, we provide healthcare services to our patients, uh, and maybe they'd specify a few areas that they focus on. A purpose statement, one that is uh, more at a core level, could be something like to alleviate pain and suffering in the world. Now, using a personal example in Modern Da Vinci, when we asked the question of ourselves, uh, how do we contribute to a better world? We thought, well, because we help small businesses be successful. And the question to that was why? And as we continued to drill down on that, our answer became because we believe that small businesses are the backbone of our nation and we want to help them fulfill the ideas that excite them. So as you can see, it would be easy to say we help small businesses or it would be even easy to stop and say uh, why because we think small businesses are important, but we came to an even deeper purpose that gives us foundation and guidance for what's important to us. So again, purpose statement certainly doesn't have to be perfect. This is a discussion you have with your leadership team. Come up with something you feel pretty good about and run with it. Now, moving on to the next step in the strategic planning process, we want to assess where we are today. And we're going, to do, we're going to do that using a very simple and traditional process called a SWOT analysis. Uh, for many of you may already be very familiar with this. And for someone who's been in the business world, the SWOT analysis may sound basic and mundane, but it is a quick, low-tech, and collaborative way to learn more about your business and hone in on some of your challenges and strengths. So what we want to do is... Bring your team together again, highly collaborative, and we're simply going to say to the group and do this informally, and all you need is a chart or someone to take some notes, what are the strengths and weaknesses that are inside our organization? And that may relate to 
anything pertaining to your leadership, your management, your operations, your products, your finances, your sales, your systems, your processes. Okay, so strengths and weaknesses are things that are inside your organization. Opportunities and threats are things external to your organization, and they may show up in categories around the economy, within your industry, political, uh, legal changes that are happening, uh, things that are happening competitively, or evolution and change in technology. And so running through this exercise is as simple as saying, okay, team, what do we do well? What are our strengths? What are our advantages? Uh, What do we need to do better? Where are we vulnerable to fill out our weaknesses? For opportunities to say what's out there that we've never capitalized on, what are trends that are out there for us? And in terms of threats, what are our competitors doing? What's changing in technology? What are roadblocks out there that make us vulnerable? So you brainstorm that, and in the end, you end up with a list uh, in each box or in each area of the SWOT. And this is so important because what you're doing is, if we're going to draw a map to the future, we're plotting out our starting point. And once you get through this exercise, what you'll find, uh, this happens almost every time I've ever done this with uh, one of our small business clients, there's going to be three to five themes that are going to stand out. There's going to be some things that are going to show up in each area that are going to be very similar. And once you draw out those three to five themes, you have exactly what you need to move into our last planning phase, which is setting some goals. So we've got our purpose. We know where we are today from the SWAT. We've got some themes that we've drawn from that. Now it's time to pick the goals and actions or to design those goals and actions that are going to help us bridge the gap from today into the future. And those actions are so important because when we write them, we're committing to them as our priority that we're going to focus our efforts and resources on in the coming months. All right. So here's how we do this. Simple exercise. Again, highly recommend you do this collaboratively with your team. Start with those themes from the SWAT, and we're just going to start to craft some goals. Again, this is a brainstorming exercise. You can come up with as many as you want. Now, once you have an initial list, I strongly recommend that you narrow it down to three goals, maybe five, but three would be even better. Again, in a small business setting, having Too many priorities is going to stretch you too thin. You just don't have the resources to attack them. So even if you love all 10 goals that you come up with, you're going to narrow it down to three. The other goals maybe are ones you can tackle in the future. The goals, what you want to do is refine them until they meet what we call the SMART criteria. SMART means specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. You just want to make sure that if you had a generic goal, maybe something like we need to uh, fix some technology issues, that you evolve it to something more specific. Like we're going to improve our productivity by 10% by replacing uh, our CRM system within four months. That's a goal that you can actually do something with, okay? And how you prioritize, you can use a voting method with your leadership team, or if you're sitting in the uh, owner's chair, maybe you reserve the right to pick the goals that you're gonna focus on for the next uh, period. Now, once we have these goals, and these goals should be ones that are completable or achievable, maximum six months, but maybe even three to four months is a better timeline. In order to get those goals to the point where we understand how we're going to achieve them, we need to do one more exercise, and that's break each goal we picked down into a list list of tasks. We want tasks that are short in duration, 
uh, tasks that are only going to take maybe up to two weeks of time. There's something that can be assigned to uh, someone in your organization. And there's something that we can clearly observe is complete. So if our goal was to replace this system within four months, our first task may be performing a rapid evaluation of systems available in the market and picking or narrowing down top three candidates for further assessment. And that's something that could be specifically assigned to someone in your team, and it may be due in just a couple of days. So you're going to continue to decompose the goal into a list of tasks, and you want to be able to say, okay, when we've finished these tasks, when we can check the box on each of these, we will be able to assert that our goal is complete. So with your purpose in hand, with your SWOT helping you baseline, and with this simple goal setting and action planning process, you have everything you need for your strategic plan. You can probably fit this plan on one page or maximum on two pages. It doesn't have to be perfect. It's at a point in time. You have to know that the plan is going to need to be revisited. So moving forward, perhaps a monthly check-in with your leadership team, or for some small businesses, they integrate those action plans into uh, even weekly or daily statuses. You need to know it's going to be dynamic. So as you're going to learn as you go forward. When you maybe find out that a goal is not working out well and you need to readjust the actions, you need to revisit it, something's changed in the environment that's going to affect your uh, threats and opportunities, you just have to be prepared to adjust on the fly. Uh, at the least, or at the minimum, I would say, you want to formally revisit your plan on probably a quarterly basis. And then maybe annually have a get-together with your leadership team that says, let's really go through this whole process again. What have we learned? What have we succeeded with? What's next for us in the future? So I hope you found this helpful. Again, we want to keep your plan simple. We want it to fit on one page. We want you to be able to get it done and maximum eight hours of planning time with your team. And we're here to help you with that. So let us know what questions you have. You can post in the comments. You can contact us. We help facilitate these sessions for our clients. And then uh, along with this podcast, there's also a template, very basic, uh, that you can use to facilitate your own planning process with your team. So thanks for taking the time to listen and hope your business succeeds and truly that you do fulfill uh, the ideas that excite you and what you've set out to accomplish. Thanks.